<laughs> oh boy, it's the Thursday show. Yay! <laughs> Thursday. With that, we're back. Hello, Mrs. Ryan. Hello, hello. Turn to lantern. <laughs> there we go. Now we're really back. It's all official in junk. Hi, everybody. Yippee. Yippee, Skippy. Who said that? Miss Piggy. Yippee, Did Skippy in the uh, Muppet Babies. That was her? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, well. Hi, everybody. <laughs> there we go. Welcome back. Tonight is Thursday, September 12, 2019. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans. Welcome back to the old late night playset. We've uh, we've got a fun one for you tonight. I think uh, Lorena Esposito is our guest. You may know her from the Women in Porsche Instagram handle. Uh, you may know her from the Esposito uh, Porsche Restoration Shop. Her and her dad, um, and she's uh, you know one of the Porsche people here in Los Angeles. Yeah. We're actually meeting her for the first time today. Um, but uh, just after a few minutes, she seems quite lovely. So we'll have her in here in just a few minutes to talk all things Porsche for the day. And that'll be kind of fun, too, because yesterday was sort of a fake one because he didn't have the Porsche anymore, but he did love Porsche, but it was really more about us love getting to know each other. Love from afar. Bronston <laughs> Jones was here yesterday. If you haven't uh, seen that episode, please go back and watch it. It is uh, so much fun for so me, Jay fun. Ryan. Uh, I made a new friend. It's that simple. It was just another weirdo. Two weirdos getting along. <laughs> Hope That's he doesn't mind awesome. that. I think he would, I think he would relate think as well. I think he would dig it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, there's something. We played the weekend video finally yesterday. Um, and there's something that <laughs> would have been obvious if you're watching it. We just keep neglecting to mention somebody else who's huge in the car industry, and we only recently met this weekend is the smoking tire, Matt Farah. Yeah. Uh, quick story: we uh, we were headed up to Breakfast Club one week ago tomorrow. I think the math's on that, right? One week ago tomorrow, yep. uh, and we were heading up, and we got to a nine mile, which uh, for those who know, it's part of the detour. And uh, there was a, a brand new white something or other Porsche 911 something on the side. And I said, oh, my goodness, what's, you know, we don't no, leave no man behind. So we <laughs> slowed down and checked it out and saw it was Matt Farah who was messing with a camera or something else. We said, oh, he's totally fine. So we took off and just kept on going towards Newcomb's for Breakfast Club. Uh, I don't know, a couple miles down the road, all of a sudden that same white old car popped up in the rearview mirror and then it became... I think we were pretty on pretty good charge already at that point. I was going to say, like, we weren't cruising. We were going super No, we weren't cruising it. at that point, yeah. I feel like we had cruised up until that point. Yeah, and then, then for whatever we were... reason, the car became Herbie, as it does sometimes. And just, woo! But anyway, so he pops up, and then I think, well, he's got a nice brand new car, and it's a guy who certainly knows how to drive. So, so... Just, yeah, and there's no one anywhere else around. And we're luckily in the part, uh, which uh, there's a, whatever. There's an area where there's like literally nobody else around, and it's a dead end at both sides. So it's it's almost like a closed road. It's not a closed road, but right. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's, it's not turned. like uh, there's not. Um, you're not going to run into the Palmdale 500 on this right. road. You're not going to run into other cars and oncoming and all that stuff. It's it, it at this time. Anyway, sounds like justification. Anyway, we got it up to about 55. <laughs> <laughs> And sure enough, at the top of the uh, at nine mile there, I pulled over to the right. Uh, and by the way, going up nine mile in our little old car, uh, I think because of the type of car and how it's set up for those roads, um, we were pulling away. Now, the car and Matt Farah, I'm sure, can 
keep up and overtake us no problem uh but it felt really good to be going up that hill you know in an old herbie kind of car and i'm tapping the wheel going yeah go baby go you know come on you got it, it was uh and then we got up to the top and 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 uh and we pulled over to the right because i thought matt would just uh keep on going but he uh rolled the window down and he's like hey are, are you a racing instructor or you were you were bombing back there or you, you were mobbing back mobbing there mobbing. you're mobbing <laughs> Anyway, it was it was fun. It was funny for that to be our first uh, interaction. Um, and then so he he let us go ahead again because he wanted to follow. He said it was no problem. And uh, he peeled off some pictures. We went to Newcombs. I think he gave somebody else a ride. But 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 from that moment forward, we ran into him all weekend. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. It was like we've hey, never affiliated. Yeah, <laughs> we've never known each other or anything. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you're at this. Oh, you're at this. Oh, we know that guy. Oh, this. And uh, so PEC morning shift, he was there, and they parked us right next to him. That was nice. So we ended up finally chatting a bit that yeah. day. And uh, the long and short of it is um, he's going to be on the show. So we don't know when we got to schedule it and everything, but he said yes, and he's going to be here soon. So we're very excited to have Smoking Tire here soon. That'll be super fun. Yeah. And if you like, like his Instagram, he just got two new kittens. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, and he's up to five litter boxes because it's cats plus one. Oh, they're, oh. Yeah. Well, so I guess they adorable. have four cats. I get maybe so. Yeah, they These live in our old neighborhood. Super cute. They do? Yeah. Oh. Well, not directly, but I'll Venice. I'll be stoked to talk to him about that. <laughs> it's going to be fun. All right, Mrs. Ryan, I've got uh, very little to do today, just some TBTs, because okay. luckily we stayed on track all week and got everything out of the way. Yay. So it's not too heavy today. We'll get Lorena in here in a few <laughs> minutes. But uh, TBT, let's see, pop that up first. Uh, this was your picture from last week. It made it into the video, and I just want to throw it up because it was adorable. <laughs> adorable. <laughs> Look at Mrs. Ryan, and you would have been what there, like one, two? One or two, yeah. You're, is that a waste-based, waste pass, wait, wait, what do they used to call it? That's at my grandparents' basket? house, and they put toys in there. And oh, okay. I it's just used little... to dump all the toys out and sit in it. Man, that is just adorable. <laughs> it really is. I hope everyone else gets it. And, uh, all right, so now uh, I've got two real videos. One's an actual TBT, and then this one I'm, I'm throwing up there um, – I couldn't believe it was like a Facebook memory popped up and it was like 18 months ago. And I can't believe the progress. Yeah. <laughs> this is, the, oh shit, I'm on the wrong camera here. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is in this very same room that we're sitting in now, 18 months ago, doing this very show just uh, very early on. It was yeah. the first month, it was the first couple of weeks, actually. Roll it out the window. It's <laughs> 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 the truth. It's the truth. What are you going to do? No biggie. Oh, we could always do this. Ready? Oh, Hello. Oh, meow, meow. Hello. <laughs> Hi, meow, meow. Prettiest animal ever. It's funny. You know, I said the David Letterman influence the other day, but I really should give proper credit because I do believe this would be Meryl Marco uh, influence here. And I just want to be fair there because we would, our dream would be that Meryl eventually someday he hears about this show even existing and would come on as a guest. That would be my We're dream. We're friends on Facebook. I think I'm going to go bold and tag her on this one. Okay. Because <laughs> her name <laughs> because comes up a lot. how could you not? There's so much influence. Oh, God. She's so pretty. (laughs) She's doing her best pirate impression now. Most people didn't know that we had a cat that did impressions. (laughs) Oh, remember how loud that used to be? I didn't used to know how to edit the audio. (laughs) Oh, meow, meow. Thanks, Meryl. That's cute. That's cute. That's adorable. Yeah. Her little pirate eye. Her own little pirate So cute. Love that cat. That cat is 18 years old, sleeping in the other room. I was going to put a camera on there today, and I just I didn't have the heart because she was sleeping. And so she's at the phase where she's sleeping a lot, and uh, probably at least an hour for every year she is old. Yeah. 
every time I go in there. But she always wakes up to say hi to me. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah, I love you, Mamio. Anyway, okay, here's a show TBT, and uh, I believe. I believe I'm going to space out and go into standby mode. <laughs> I, be- I can't – whatever. Let's watch it and then see. I think I chose this because there's some stuff going on this weekend and it's almost like a oh. you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right. I think Pelican. So anyway, roll it out. Everything I need is here and now. Look at how the colors dance around. That's a cute video. Mrs. Ryan. Well, you're cute. You're in half of it. I think that's why it's cute. I or if there's any love one. put into it, it was probably because of our couple dumb. <laughs> I know. I love you so much, but I love that song too. Yeah. Uh, you know why I think it's uh, Tugs of Heartstring for you? I used it also on the Rod Emery one when we were over at the Rod Emery shop. Wow. And that was one of your favorite days because of the Emery family, of course, and the love that they share with the world. I uh, so that may be part of it. Is that what the familiarity was? No, it's you, but oh, okay. I'll take I'll take that one. Hi, guys. <laughs> well, I'll take that one, Mrs. Ryan, because it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. What is going on, Mrs. Ryan? Okay. 
Oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh, you're bruising. I'm so bru- it's all going inside now. So it's just like when that, you know, when you're, oh, yeah. gross, whatever. So sorry. Whatever. I like it. It's worth for laughing. Um, there's a freshman in Tennessee who got bullied like crazy his first couple weeks of school. So that's not the fun part of the story. The great part of the story, though, is that two football players noticed because he was wearing the same clothes. And that's right because he was growing a lot. And his mom was like, yo, man, where you're you have a shirt where and the, the football Sounds like it was probably a monetary thing and he was getting made fun of for maybe not having a lot of money probably which happens a lot. totally but I, yes i'm sure that was it but like i'm super positive so i'm not bringing negativity into it but two football players we need to know, recognize it to overcome it is my logic yes and because he didn't have the money to buy a plethora of new clothes because he was growing so much, two football players noticed that he was being bullied for wearing the same clothes. Mm. And we're like, we've got a lot of extra stuff that we don't need. And they went home in their oh. closets and pulled out shirts and shoes and pants and stuff and was like, here you go. It's wonderful and awesome. I wonder how it helps the situation. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, he's clothed, and that's wonderful, but the actual bullying situation. He went, there's video of him being like, these are my friends. Like, they Um, all look out for him now. It's like. Okay, so he got a little community going. It's not just a charity thing. It changed the face of of it. It's not a charity thing. It's like, we're all here getting through the day. Here's how to help someone. Mr. Rogers used to say, look for the helpers. It sounds like today those helpers were maybe not who you would have expected and i love who they were that stuff's coming out a little more so i will thank you and mr rogers for that uh similarly there's a connecticut obituary that's gone viral oh no somebody i know uh, maybe joe uh joe heller oh do you know Uh, he was 82 um I have decided that you people in Conne- from Connecticut. You people. He, oh, uh, he's tonight. There is a service for him at. The, he volunteered at the Essex Fire Department. So he's from Essex. He's from. I mean, New, New Sa- New, Old Saybrook, that area there. New Canaan, but he moved to Essex, and I know this is me. I I'm know. From New Canaan, my dad wanted to retire in Old Saybrook. He didn't get the chance. He passed away, but that was the whole plan. Because Art Carney did, by the way. That was the reason. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Jackie Gleason was already dead, and my dad loved Jackie Gleason like I loved Letterman, you know? Right. Well, Plus, I feel- it was Essex and the old steam train and the riverboat, and it's beautiful bucolic New England, right on the Connecticut River. Beautiful. That sentimentality and sentiment seems to be amongst everyone that lives there and loves it and grows up there and spends time there, because this guy was, like, apparently a big prankster, <laughs> and that's why this obit went viral. His daughter wrote... Everything about him. Like, okay. he named a dog Fart just to make his mom yell Fart. Yeah. <laughs> to get here, Fart. Dog. Come here, Fart. So, Damn it, Fart. All you Connecticut people are hilarious <laughs> to me. Uh, he just, all the prankster stuff that she wrote about just. Uh, Matt Farah, again, to the tie-in. He's also Connecticut. He's from the same area, a couple towns he, from me. That's right. You guys, yeah, the, the Connecticut community is is interesting. So read that up, but it's hilarious. Joe Heller. We were talking a lot this weekend about, you were talking with somebody else about a movie. There's so many movies shot in our area, but uh, Stepford Wise, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Literally, Stepford is where I grew up. Literally. It's true. And Good Wives Shopping Center, where they <sighs> shot that movie, where it, uh, by the way, that's not a joke. That's what it's called still to this day. From that's when I was real. a kid to today, Good Wives Shopping Center. It's Heads in Darien, up, Connecticut. This is very real. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that's that was the, where they were shopping in the movie, you know, where all the all the robot women were shopping, and uh, and beyond that, for our car community, that's where the when I was a kid, I actually went to with my dad. But when uh, it's where the Cannonball Run used to leave when it was in Connecticut. 
when they would go from Connecticut to probably the I think the Santa Monica Pier or something. They went all the way across the country. That was yeah, the point. Yeah. yeah, it was the fastest. Well, do some research on Connecticut, guys. Yeah, it is interesting an folk. Interesting spot for sure. Um, similarly, Joe Rogan hates it, right? He calls it. It's just a. It's a, a path through, yeah, right? like right. a thoroughfare, and he's like never goes there. Yeah. Um, John Mulaney is doing a new special. Oh, good. Um, I loved his last one. That Radio City Kid, yeah. Kid Genius from Radio Kid City Genius. or whatever. Man, that was a good one. He, I he made it sound guy. like he probably definitely killed that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my God. He's so funny. His delivery and the, and the material. He uh. is so funny. And so he's on the cover of the Esquire that's out now, the October issue. So definitely check that out. Um, but this article talked a lot about uh, what he wants to put into his new comedy special. And his whole thing is he's watching old Sesame Street through to one contact. Like he wants to incorporate the stuff company. Yeah. He grew up watching after school, like we do talk about all the time. And is it three, two, one contact? It's the answer. It's the reason. It's what everything. Yeah, you remember that? I know. The theme? Three, two, one contact. You don't remember all that? No, but I. This knew is how you I. Yeah, my education came from the television. It's that simple. I am Goodwill Hunting, but through the TV instead of a, the library. It sounds like he did too, <laughs> and that's what I, I. Maybe that's why I love about him. But like his, he's an observational comedian typically. Yeah. And Letterman loved him, and Jerry oh, yeah. Seinfeld loves him, and uh, Pete Davidson loves him. Yeah. I They're mean, all in this he's, article. He's comment. quite good. Yes, but they love him. It, the whole point of this thing was that he spans generations, and like oh, it doesn't matter that. like what age you are, because yes. he's a timeless kind of guy. He's Very doing the old-timey carnival barker. Like That was the thing. When he's pacing up and down Radio City, he looked like, step right up, step right up, step right up. Have I got a joke for you? You know, I mean, it was that kind of thing. Yeah, and he I, he dresses like that on purpose because when he was coming up. He's got good up, posture, and he's got, he's very, he enunciates very well. He's very proper. Very proper, but when he was coming up a lot of people were f- wearing flannels, and he was like, that's not my jam. So when he, he was at SNL wearing suits. And he w- Yeah, and he went old-timey and was like, I'm just going to wear suits when I go out because I'm here and proper. I love it. I love it. Um, but in, one, the funniest thing about, about this new upcoming special that they talked about was he's in integrating kids like 8 oh. to 12 years old. And he, one of the bits is he has a kid do a fake book report on the Joan Didion Year of Magical Thinking where the kid thinks he's like, it's not a magic trick. <laughs> You'll be surprised. It's about like this great author losing her husband. So oh, he, God, I guess you have to know the book or the story. Uh, maybe. Then, it's, then it's, then I see the irony, of course. Okay. Well, uh, yes, maybe having knowing. kids do this tragic story. It sounds like it's more ironic, funny than yeah. I, kids yeah. say the darndest things. <laughs> I can't wait to see what he yeah. does. Cause he's awesome. Like him too. So kudos. Um, and then lastly, there's a dog. Whenever we go on vacation, like we see cats in Hawaii and stuff, like we, there's always too. a lot of wild animals around when people go on vacation, and so that's normal. But this girl Lucy w- is from the UK and went to Turkey, and this dog followed her everywhere, mm-hmm. like everywhere. So she's adopting it. She did some research and figured out how to adopt it. I love it. Um, I don't know that story, but it sounds nice. I will say, just I love uh, the dodo, the dodo site. The, they're on Instagram and Facebook and whatever, and it's just nothing but one wonderful people and animal stories and there's the one where the guy is you know kayaking in a, in a, in a, in a, a iguana or some sort of a you know lizard land lizard is out at sea like four miles out like paddling and struggling and he gets him on the boat and then he's got a buddy now he's got a buddy on his kayak for the rest of the day or oh, whatever so cute. And then there's a guy uh, 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 riding his motorcycle somewhere and he heard a you know a kitten meowing somewhere you know I don't remember how it happened he stopped for a sandwich or something but he heard a kitten meowing in the brush or whatever 
saved a kitten's life. Then it became a kitten, and it traveled everywhere with him. And then another guy, like your brother, actually, has the dog right on the back of the motorcycle with him. Cool. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, Mrs. Ryan's brother works at The Daily Show in New York, and he uh, brings his dog to work every day, as everyone at The Daily Show does. And they have for years. This is back in the John Stewart days. Yeah. And still to this day. Uh, and, and Justin, her brother, rides a motorcycle. And, uh, and and he actually built a he box built or a it. little seat for, for Quali. Oh, yeah. He loves that dog. He built a whole thing. But the dog was more famous than almost everybody but Jon Stewart on the show. Because all the cele- – I mean, from Howard Stern to Brian Williams, all the people would come in and, and you know, go – Every guest they had where's on Kuali? would be like, where's the dog? Yeah. Like, they did not care about any human that was there. <laughs> so it was funny. like, where's the dog? So funny. But the gist of it was uh, even Jessica Seinfeld – Jessica Seinfeld, as in Jerry's wife, has posted Instagram pictures of this dog on the West Side Highway. She and it's drove your by them. Yeah, it's your brother. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty so funny. Neat. So you never know when you can adopt a dog, but if you're on vacation, do some local research. Absolutely. And find out. And that's been... What's going on? What's going on, <laughs> Mrs. Ryan? <laughs> All right, we went way long, way long. Lots of talking, lots of fun. Uh, let's get our guest, Lorena Esposito, in here. Uh, we're going to talk about all things Porsche and women in Porsche and uh, the Los Angeles scene and growing up in the, in the biz and the whole bit, all the things. You ready? <laughs> all right, just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Lorena Esposito will be in that chair when we come back. More after this. You don't strike me with the type who's going to get too worried during this. And with that, we are back sitting here with Lorena Esposito. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you for saying it right. That's amazing. Did I get it right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's spelled how it sounds, right? Do people screw it up a lot? Oh, yeah. Oh. I've I've started responding to anything with an L. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You get close. I'm like, good job. All right. Well, thank you for being here today. Yeah. Uh, I know you from your Women in Porsche Instagram, yeah. and you posted the most lovely th- message the other day about your own situation, yeah. but you included Mrs. Ryan, which of thank course you. got our attention very much so. And I think you guys had already been dealing with stuff to to somehow commune and convene and, and the whole bit. Yes, we're I'm, in love. I'm, I'm glad, that I'm glad that we were able to do it here <laughs> on the show is what I'm trying yeah. to get to. Um, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. I hope you'll be talking more today than usual, and I hope that you guys... Can do a little bit as well. I'll, ch- I'll chime in more. All right. Well, where should we start with you? Should we start with women in Porsche? Should we start with the fact that you grew up in this business? Should we start? Where do you want to start? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah. I well, I I hail from the great John Esposito. Um, most people in the Porsche business know John. That's kind of a, a one given. of the most reputable uh, restorers in the business, correct? correct? Yes. Yeah. 911 specifically, more so recently, I'd say 356, 914s as they kind of oh, grow. Oh, little everything now. Okay. Yeah, we do a little bit of all of it. And then we uh, just branched out into um, mechanical. So now we do one stop shop kind of stuff, which oh, is wow. a little bit crazy. For restoration or just regular service, all too? All service. Holy smokes! Yeah. That's yeah, a different do. deal. It is. That's a. I mean, that's a different deal. Different equipment. Different skill sets. Different All crew. Of the above. Different everything. Whoa. Different everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have now. The biggest spot in my shop is devoted to mechanical work. So. Well, I can't believe this. And just I'm a logistics kind of guy, uh-huh. so I'm trying to think. Did you move? Did you expand? How did you yeah. accommodate such a shift? All of the. When above. you're already so busy doing your own business. We um we were around the corner right by where TLG is, yeah. and we moved to a space that was almost three times the size about two years ago Um, ideally for us at the time it was strictly for logistics for space and not having to have an overflow so much of 
work, you know. Sure. Um, Just but, breathing room sometimes helps, yeah. too, if you get really busy. You need the space. Yeah. Well, we were busting at the seams. I mean, it was having to move cars out for an hour in the morning to have space to work and then move them all back in at night. Oh, yeah. Right. Didn't really work very well. So we found this space. It's beautiful. It's 36,000 square feet, and it's, oh, it's exciting. That's you know? small, yeah. No, so where not. are you? I, I remember when you were... I mean, shared a parking yeah. lot with TLG, right? Literally around the corner. So Raymer and Varna dissect, and that's where we are. So oh. we we actually oh, so could still push Raymer, stuff just just moved over. Yeah. Oh wow! So you're yeah. still in the same neighborhood. We now. are. Um, you can throw a rock from Emory across the street and hit our building. Well, then I know exactly where you are. So you My go. goodness gracious. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Nice little Porsche community right there in those blocks. Very yeah. much so. And for those who can't see, it's just right out <laughs> right here. Right there. <laughs> right on beautiful downtown North Hollywood over there. Yeah. Um, well, that's good then. At least it wasn't, uh, you know, like I have to start from scratch. And no, I mean, we didn't. Get a new community and all that stuff. Yeah. We didn't anticipate the mechanical at all. But once we were over there and had a little bit of extra space and we kind of like we should try this take it on a little bit so and how did that work boomed. did you buy a lift just because well this would be more convenient for our cars and everything and then kind of just go from there yeah we had them already because we already we already did like suspension and things like that but and you guys do frame off anyway so you have correct. the rotisseries and all that stuff yeah okay. yeah so we have to do from you know scratch top to bottom mm-hmm. um and then we hired a mechanic to kind of help us with alleviating some of the work with suspensions brakes things like that and just realized that we had a lot of our customers who were like you know i'd rather just leave the car here than transport it someplace else and over time i have a mechanic team of four now and wow in two years really less than two years yeah congratulations yeah it's been it's been amazing it's a testament to good people and that was never part of the uh that was never like hey we're going to grow the business in this direction and that's a choice and we're going to all head to just kind of kind of like we went like let's get a mechanic on staff but we certainly didn't expect this i mean this has been mana you know it's really exciting yeah success it's awesome success is great i can't complain i'm very happy with where we are right now great yeah been fun all right so that covers what you do a little bit without getting into the nitty-gritty details Correct. i mean we restore cars okay we restore Porsche. <laughs> yeah but do you i mean are you out there doing it or do you run the business or because i've seen pictures of you with your hands dirty and i've seen pictures of you like at the computer yeah i do kind of all of it okay. i i feel like the best way to lead is to know what you're talking about so <laughs> I like to get my hands dirty so that I can actually correct somebody's work or I can talk about why something is inappropriate. Um, so inappropriate. I, I have I have definitely gotten hands on. My dad has given me the, the 101, you know, of how to build a car and how to make it right. Um, you know, he's known for flares and for gaps and things like that and i about hitting them right exactly. about getting them right yeah yeah having them be perfect you go out to any kind of car show and you should be able to tell our cars from somebody else's just based on those two things and that's what we take a lot of pride in so okay i want to know how to manage that <laughs> um and you know being is that your dad's uh, eye attention for detail is that what that is where yeah. does that come from that's that's definitely his thing okay um he's always been a perfectionist when it comes to that mainly because he has such a deep profound appreciation for that's Porsche. what i was gonna say is he does he have that borderline like on the autistic spectrum kind of thing that we all sort of do of just yeah. i can see all the details yeah absolutely okay. i mean and it's he does he sees it all he also has this really healthy respect and understanding of the fact that the cars were handmade. So he's like, you know, they're not supposed to be perfect because literally, yeah, 
one guy was putting this together and then the next day somebody else was and so you don't really know what you're getting so he has kind of this pushback i guess a little bit too of like respect the car for what it was instead of how perfect you can make it you know so that's a great philosophy to have in your world it's definitely we create drivers like i i'm not out there trying to despite the fact that we're restoration i want people to drive their cars isn't that weird does that kind of go against the whole i mean it really is kind of a Right. This is right in the middle of everything. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's like, here's one of the if you want one of the best restorations you can get, this is where you do it. But they're going to encourage you to drive it afterwards so they can restore it again in the future. (laughs) (laughs) It it would make no sense to me until I was in this world with you. And now I'm like, okay, make it as good as you can so that you can thrash it and go to town and see what this machine's about yeah how many people do we know that put put a 20 grand paint job onto their car with the intention of and then i'm going to take it up to the mountain and it sits in the garage and it doesn't get driven and now the gaskets are going and the seals and the hoses and everything else i don't think people understand that the car falls apart whether you drive it or not yeah Mm. so it's it's going to completely deteriorate and it's actually better to put miles on the car and so in our own way, we're going, actually, I don't want to see you anytime soon. So drive your car so that I can, you know, know that you're taking care of it the way that you should. Now, if you got to fix the paint or something, yeah, come see me. But in the meantime, the use part, it and enjoy car. it. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Get out there and hit the road. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's definitely what we encourage. We do have Concord cars. We had um, uh, the Bahama Yellow soft window at the Peterson Museum mm-hmm. last year. That was ours. Um, so we, we have cars, obviously, that we we do take a lot of pride in and we go okay that's kind of don't drive it don't touch it <laughs> well special cars or <laughs> certain yeah special vins sure. right but for the most part i love when a customer drives the car off the lot instead of tows it off you know that's oh gosh success. yeah instead of just here deliver it to yeah. our barn yeah yeah, I had one leave that way yesterday. It's going up to like, you know, house number five up in San Luis Obispo. It's so. wonderful, right? It's still a wonderful yeah. credit to what you yep. do. Someone's going to eat off the damn thing, you yep. know, and put it behind their sofa in the living room. Yep. But that's not what you're maybe ideal. People no. should do whatever they want to do. I want them to do whatever they want. We tell that people that from the day that they come in, it's like, this is your car. It's your build. You do whatever you want with it. I'm not going to try to dictate that process. Do you have kind of like a pre-interview process where we say, okay, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, there's budget. Obviously, that's one concern. But like, what exactly are we going to do to this? Is it a full resto? Is it a cosmetic? Is it a mechanical now at this point? you can Yeah, do um, I have a like a menu and I basically go like, look, here's everything that we do. You can walk through and you know, is initial next to everything and let us know kind of what you're looking to do. And like from Chinese that, food, like a Chinese menu to, in the yeah. old days, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds Mark like what you want. Yeah. Um, and it gives them an idea then too of what they're looking at financially and then also what they can kind of piecemeal and go, okay, I can do this now. I can do this later. You know, is that, um, is that solely for the job or are you also gauging like their level of commitment and where 100%. exactly like what they're, is it emotional? Is it financial? Like where is their connection to this car? Are they going to flip it? Are they going to keep it for their kids? Yeah. All of that stuff. It right? helps me a lot to understand their commitment to the project and like how, I need to sort of guide this. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people who kind of come in and they go, I want the full shebang and I want to do everything. And then they, you know, they might have a $10,000 budget and that's great, but we're not going to get everything out of that. Um, so I, it helps me to appreciate kind of, your honesty. <laughs> it helps me kind of gauge for them and then guide them in the right direction and, you know, yeah. go, okay, like let's pick what we can do. Do you, do you run into that a lot? I mean, Porsche people I found are pretty informed uh-huh. from, from our experience, but do you run into that a lot where it's like, yeah, I want. I'm, I want a full restoration. Okay, what are we talking here? I well, five, five I mean, dollars. Fifteen grand. Fifteen. I'm ten, maybe fifteen, stretching to fifteen. And yeah. you want everything? Yeah, I do. Honestly, more frequently than you'd imagine. Yeah, I figure. Okay. Um, and it's it, 
we're we're fortunate to be at the point where we can tell people like we're not your shop. You know? Okay. Um, and you're not you're, you're comfortable telling people that. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, if I have people come in and they go, oh, you know, well, I got an offer for a, th- a third of this. And you I'm should like, take you it. You should take that. Yeah, <laughs> by all means, and come back to us when you like, want it fixed. Please go take it there, and that's great. You know, I I'm confident that you're not going to get my paint job, but that's great. You know, please do what you can with it. Um, well, if I you're selling your dad's eye too, you know, you're not going to get that somewhere else. It's no. that simple, and it's no. not one of the. That's not even bragging rights. It's just if you're coming here for this, it's not there. Right. And I have to also not sacrifice our own integrity. So I can't go, okay, well, I'll try to make it work. Oh, right, do a budget job. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I have a lot of people who come in and they go, oh, I don't need a Concord paint job. And I'm like, that's great, but you're still going to get one. Right. Because that's what we do. That's that's what what we we do. do. So you can not do Concord. That's fine. Got my card done at Esposito. Did you get the good job or did you get their... their (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this, the poor 9-11 special. Yeah. <laughs> Which one did you get? Um, we Actually, we we call it the professor special now because we've started doing patina, the patina. jobs. Oh, yeah. but you did such a great job on that car because you would, you, I mean, if you go and inspect, it's impossible to not tell. But you wouldn't know if no. you didn't know to go look. No, and that was the whole point. I mean, obviously his car is so unique. And kind Everybody of famous for being it, it. yeah. Right? And we just kind of looked at it like we have to make it right, but also not look like it's been painted, you know? And so my painter just really kind of took it upon himself to find a technique that worked and it looks fantastic no kidding that's really wild yeah i think uh you know i hate to well let's make it positive but i was thinking about our friend who passed away recently derek and you guys have had his car because you were doing the work before he passed away unrelated nothing driving related um can you talk about what's going to happen with that car or is it still still in the it's still kind of up in the air right now but but you guys still have the car. I have the car, and we're still fixing it because okay. I feel like he deserves that. You know, the car deserves to be repaired. Um, we kind of let the family off the hook financially for right now and just went deal with, you know, what's going on because I don't feel like it's appropriate yeah. for us to be like, hey, their priorities are you, elsewhere you know? at the moment. Yeah. Sure. Um, so we just let it be. I have. Um, uh, you know, opportunity to make it a tribute car. We could do, you know, somebody else could take it off their hands and yep. do something that would kind of honor him. Yeah. Um, but that's still up in the air right now. So, okay. Well, that's great yeah. to know, though, that you are holding it and yep. that the family's sort of in a holding pattern at the moment. Yep. But if anybody else perhaps wanted to yeah, either come in and whether there's a, it's a donation or whether Correct. they want to get involved in the project somehow, whether that's you're a the person to talk to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that what I would hope is that it would be somebody who would be willing to let us do some form of tribute to him, um, whether that's you know, oh, just versus his just name buy the car. Or, and, exactly. Yes, I agree yeah, with you. I wouldn't want it to just go to somebody who's going to be like, now I'm going to redo the whole thing. <laughs> no, because you know? he was such a monumental part of our yeah. community. And it was a nice car. It'd be very easy yes. to do that. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and it's it's the second time I'm fixing that car. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so it was. That, it I was met very... him the day after the first one. I was yeah. working that Lufka Colt, and he showed up with that's, the flatbed, and I was to tell me the whole. That's when I met the Dur Fascination guys and all that crap. They're great crew. I'll just say thank you guys. from the community because, like, it, that's a rare thing to get someone who's like, "Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out later." Yeah, that's really heartwarming and touching that you would see that part. That's really cool. Thanks. It's that's it's the human so in, yeah, it's so important to us that this is a community and. It's, you know, I had a, another car um, that flipped over on its way up to Rensport Reunion last year, oh. and the family didn't realize that the car had a substantial value, and it only had liability insurance, <gasps> it's complete total. Um, and so we, they, want, they were going to let it go, I and we were like, you it. can't, yeah. you just can't, you have to keep the car. And it was a father passing it down to his daughter, and I was oh, like, I goodness. can't, so we're fixing it, and it's like, just 
you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I can't tell people no to those things, you know. So I, um, well, we've just where made the human interest mission. comes in. Yeah, I mean that may be what makes you different, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. know I don't know every shop in town, but I do know that the stories I'm hearing about this are—they warm my heart, and that to me makes me go someplace. Yeah. Well, we we tell people that you're a part of the Espo family. Like we we want you when you come into our shop to be a part of our family. I mean, mm-hmm. we're Italian. The family's big. <laughs> yeah. Here, come on in. Eat. So, eat. Manja. That's Absolutely. great. And I, I actually I feed my staff every day, and we feed. We have a big Do you barbecue really? on Fridays. I'm gonna yeah. come over. Oh my yeah, goodness. I cook. Um, Wait, I, you cook the barbecue on Fridays? Yeah. What time does it start? Because yeah. we have a breakfast club that probably ends right around lunchtime. You should come. We have a lot of our customers who come on Fridays now. And so we, no we grill, we you know do something like that. And then every day throughout the week, I meal prep for everybody so that they eat for real. You know, Yeah. Happy, happy people. I've seen, you were a few minutes late because you were dealing with work today. Yes. And I've seen how much work you've been doing since you've been here today. Yes. How do you have time to to then make a meal for 20 sleep. people or however many people work for you. <laughs> I don't sleep. Is that true? Um, that's pretty true, actually. Yeah. Do you I, not need it or are you just Um, I mean, that kind of goes it. back to the health <laughs> thing a little bit. Um, but no, I, I actually, I have a really amazing team who helps me manage and balance a little bit. Um, and actually, my mom helps me cook every week. So oh, that's awesome. she and I get together and we kind of do a lot of that. So both of your parents are alive. That's amazing. Both I, of my parents that's are. That's wonderful. Yeah, and they're both very involved. My mom helps with all the events and stuff like that. And anytime we do like an open house, she's always, Does she's everyone like else know that? I've never no. heard about, I've always heard about John and the daughter. John and the yeah, daughter. Yeah, no, because my parents are, it's kind of weird. My parents are divorced, so oh. they're not actually together and my mom you are interesting me and <laughs> they are still friends and that's just kind of how it works so okay yeah it's, it's a little wrong bit, with that it's a little different but it's fun it's my parents really were friendly neat. before my dad died they were yeah. divorced for years and years but they were friendly so yeah, i get that I, mean, I was not even two when my parents got divorced so oh you probably don't even remember no. them being together no wow yeah i just remember growing up um, my dad would come out every Wednesday and usually had a different car. A lot of times it was a Porsche. Um, he had a few speedsters growing up. And I, I very vividly remember sitting in the seat and like my feet didn't even extend past mm. the end of the seat. And, you know, probably shouldn't have been in the front seat. But <laughs> that's where I was. Well, back then, I don't think there it were mattered. Rules then. I mean, I'm no only a few years older. <laughs> and we're here, right? Yeah, we're exactly. alive. We made it. We're I just used to ride in the backpack of the Beetle. Yes. The backpack where the on top of the engine. Yes. Underneath the, the back windshield. In the Beetle? Mm-hmm. Like, I know car. that from station wagons, but not Beetle. It wasn't the same thing. There was mm-hmm. not a lot of room back no. there, but that's where we he used to ride it. the kids in the backpack. Yeah, Jeez. he had a weird hatchback once that I used to have to lay down in the back. Like, I was, like, behind the hatchback. Under the glass. Yes. Oh, God. So we did, we did stuff that was Stargazing. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. You know, it was fun, and I, I grew up around the cars and learning them that way. And So you guys are L.A. family, right? You're born uh-huh. and raised here. Yep. What's that like for you? Knowing every, you know, we moved here and then we're new in the Porsche community a couple of years ago. Right. You know what I mean? It's all very, this is new for us. You are born and raised yeah. in this and have probably seen it all, I would imagine. I've, yeah, I mean, because I've only been with my dad in this business for a few years now, but I've been. Oh, well, we're going to get to what you did forever. before. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> No, I'm great. Open book. The but I actually a lot of people don't know. I grew up with Marco from TLG, so I went to his bar mitzvah, and well, because I used you to were go swimming with him and stuff. So and then the dads were friends, right? My, yeah, Tony yeah. and and John were really close. Tony actually gave my dad his first space when he started this iteration of his business eleven years ago. Is Whoa. that the one that was across that, that we knew? 
Well, it was, yeah, actually in Tony's shop. Oh. And then he expanded after that into the other space and then grew and grew and grew. So no he's just kidding. kind of continued to expand. Because yeah. I've heard this story so many times because I love the origin story. Yeah. So I heard that, you know, that place used to not even be partitioned out. Yep. And then they actually separated yeah. all the different yep. divides of the stalls. And then we moved and across and took on the whole other side of the building. Jeez. And then, and then now three times the, the size of that. Yeah. Yeah. So... Gosh. All right, so growing up, <laughs> growing up in L.A., friends with Marco, going to bar mitzvahs and stuff. I mean, it's just funny to see people like that now, and we're running our own family businesses and doing stuff like that, and you go, wow, like... Look at us now. We were kids. We were kids. You know, we, were, <laughs> we were weirdo kids. You know, we used to play... Uh, this this running joke we play Marco Polo you know and obviously Marco I don't get it Marco was really funny I bet you know, he loved it what Marco what um, but you know it's it's been, it's been an experience and you know knowing um, Tony losing Tony um, and then being a part of this whole community as a whole I think what I've learned more than anything is that it really is family everybody in this Porsche community is just they're so tight and I am highly fortunate to be a part of it yeah oh so. good for you yeah well we feel that we even only three four or five years in whatever yeah. it's been in los angeles yeah. i mean we just feel so ingratiated and there's just there's so much love here it's welcoming it's just one big happy family yeah it's unbelievable but it's almost like the hippie aspect from the volkswagen uh-huh. never left the porsche family out here in the los angeles agree. california the whole thing yeah it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, and I hear that a lot from people. I have a lot of clients who are all over the world, and I'll get people who kind of ask about that sometimes. And you can tell if you're from L.A. right away. Somebody calls me, I'm like, uh, you're, from, you're one of us, you know? Uh, how they sound or what they're saying? What they're saying, the way that they're approaching the restoration, whether oh. or not they drive their car, you know? I mean, there's a lot of that. Wow. It's very different. And You can you tell were, what their culture is based on how they treat absolutely. the car. Absolutely. If you're from New York, it's not the same thing as it is from California at yeah. all. You can't drive the same there. No. there. It's just not feasible. You're not, no, you're not well, taking your car locked, out. Unfortunately. And, yeah, exactly. Right. No yeah. snow and salt. So, although we get those cars, I see them. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, I grew up around Porsches my whole life because they were at every gas station. 911s, yeah. 356s at every gas station. 911s were under 10 grand and 356s were under five and they that's all had crazy. a broken windshield and yep. a, you know, <clears throat> grease pencil written on the thing, you know, Nobody best knew. offer or whatever. Sitting Nobody knew what they were going to be. If they had no idea, I have, gosh, a dime a dozen of people who tell me, oh, I bought this car for $5,000, and then it's been sitting in my garage this whole time, and now I'm going to fix it. And <laughs> It's a quarter million dollar car now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I'd had that car, you know. It's, it's crazy. And then I think about all the ones that my dad had that he let go, too, and I'm like, Dad. You can't do that math. <laughs> killing me. You'll never do that math, no. I don't, because I would probably cry. Yeah. So I just can't. You mentioned a number of speedsters, right? <laughs> That'll do <Free>. it. <laughs> That'll that do right it. there, and I'm like, now he's got a Harley, and I'm like, great. That's <laughs> Thanks a lot. Great. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Are you an only child? I am. Oh yeah. wow. Well, me I'm too. his only kid. Yeah. Um, oh Which wow. makes it interesting in this business because there's no like son to pass it down to, you know? And okay. It's like that's me. I mean, I my dad wanted a boy, I think, and it was pretty evident growing up. It was like softball and cars and things like that, you know. Well, you had the tomboy thing for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, my dad wanted a boy at first too. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It happens. It happens. You know, he used to take me... Um, Were you to supposed golf. to be a boy or anything like that? Nothing like that. There was they, no, like, no, surprise. They did. They, no, I was, actually. Oh, I was, they, too. I was supposed to be a girl. I was supposed to be a boy. Was a when boy. we were 
baby, like in yeah. vitro, like they didn't know how to do that stuff. Not anywhere near it. They said based on where she was carrying and how big I was, yeah. I was 100% a boy. My mom was like, it's a girl. I know it's a girl. She, she knew. could tell. Chemically, um, right? Yeah. Hormonally. She just, she just knew. And, um, She's like, I'm making a girl. That's how it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's going to be. Exactly. I'm baking um, this bread. She prayed all the time, and she was like, I want a girl. I want a girl. And she prayed oh. for uh, a baby that would have eyes that were the window to her soul. So she oh was goodness. like, that's what I wanted. And I came out with these big, giant eyes. So I'm looking like, into you know, your mom's soul right now? Is are. that right? That's amazing. That's, that's it. She's a wonderful, wonderful what's, woman. What's her name? So Terry. Okay. Yeah. And people do, people, your customers know her because she's present. They know the, her now, yeah. That's, that's cool. It's kind of neat to have her around that way because it was never the, nobody ever thought that was going to happen. <laughs> nobody it's a weird thought story. I'd be here. Let alone, like, so back in the day when it was Tony and Lois? Yes. Is that right? And mm-hmm. And... Oh, Jurassic, I guess. So it was, but it was that it was family business. So Tony you guys Lewis, were. Yeah. It was just John. Your mom just, wasn't in no, involved at that time. Not at all. Okay. No. Yeah, she was not involved until I got involved, and oh, really, she's of course, just that makes sense. here to kind of support me. Um, but you know, we do big events now. We do caffeine and gasoline, and we do all these things. And What's I'm, caffeine and know, gasoline? It's our own like cars and this coffee, side obviously. of town, cars and coffee. Hang on, I love it. I haven't heard about it. Yeah, everybody goes out to Orange County or to Santa Monica, and we had so many of our customers that were like. I can't get up at five in the morning to be there by six. So we do a slightly later in the day. It starts at like eight or nine, depending okay. on what my mood is that week or how I'm feeling. And uh, we have it at the shop. So people can bring oh. their cars. They can get to see other cars that are in process. What and day of the week out. of the month? Sundays. Oh, Sundays. every Sunday? No, Just it's an open one house? Sunday a month. And we do it. Rotating. We do them. I'd say we probably managed to get out eight a, eight a year. Um based on other events so like we're not doing one in september because hello concourse else. right yeah. i mean we've got la this week and then zoof and house in the following i just week found out about it yesterday yeah are you, are you participating in that we are we're sponsoring and we're going to be there this week yeah oh, that's cool and then we'll be at zoof and house in the next week we're go- we're participating in that one we were invited Beautiful. to that one yeah good that'll be good yeah it's it's a, such a great event those guys are awesome we haven't been we didn't get to go to the one last year and it was i think at santa anita but this it one was. at the uh, uh at the town hall i love that the paseo there i love that setting that space is amazing really for car shows santa anita was fun but there were a lot of kinks that nobody really thought about with the horses and we stuff, wanted to so. go but you couldn't because you were locked in yes. it was one of those i we can't commit to six yes. hours with our health oh trust me if i would have known Oh, okay. It wouldn't have been a thing. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. That was the only that was the only reason we weren't there because it sounded and looked wonderful. It was it was really neat. Um, I I was able to leave after a while, but um, we were all locked in. Yeah, I heard somebody did leave and caused quite a ruckus. It did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as long as you left and didn't turn your car on, it was fine. But they, oh. you couldn't go under the tunnel without. Like, it was a noise abatement thing. It was. Oh, I didn't yeah. Realize. It was freaking the horses out. So they oh, that's... they put everybody on lockdown. Yeah. And they're I mean, already having sense. bad horse luck over there anyway. So. Yeah. It was not the right time to. Yeah. Logistics planning for next time. <laughs> Keep <Yeah>. that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was when the professor mentioned to me about doing an event there, too. The first thing I said to him the was Californian. Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, you might want same to talk problem. to the same guys. But yeah. Yeah. Not a, nah. It's a beautiful space, but not for cars. A little scary for cars. Yeah. During racing. Sense. During racing. They don't go together. You got nature and man's man's made creation over here. <laughs> it's <laughs> or, almost or, like you know, oxymoronic, you know. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do that. Not the same. Um, can we talk about women in Porsche? Please. What yeah. is women in Porsche? What is your goals? Tell us anything you want to tell us about women in Porsche. Uh, well, Women in Porsche was born out of my own search for the community that already existed that I found out didn't exist. Hmm. Um, 
I wanted to it's find It's all the other... best things are made, by the way. Yeah, right? It's just, they, they're organic, I guess. Um, I went looking for, you know, other women who were like me, and I figured they existed. What but, does that mean, though? You know, business owners or, you know, women who worked on cars or, um, you know, but specifically Porsche, obviously, because there's a lot of, like femme mechanic groups out there but there weren't really anybody that were solely focused around Porsche mm -hmm. and I was really shocked that Porsche themselves hadn't done this yet but being the business person that I am I was like well I'm gonna go ahead and lock that in for myself then, <laughs> you know? it's not there and I have the idea why yeah, wouldn't you so I, I ran with it and uh we launched officially like end of February of this year and it's just yeah, six months, seven months, something yeah. like that. Amazing. I can't believe how big That's it's That's awesome. I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's growing still. I mean, it's not like, oh, you got there and oh, you're no, happy. It's, I mean, it's, it's on its way. It's skyrocketing. And yeah. it, you know, but it's amazing because it's, it's solely organic and people are just so excited about it. And it's given us these opportunities, you know, that we wouldn't normally have. And I love it. It's been really neat. We just started filming. Um, let me back up. We, we, I wanted it to be a community similar to the PCA where you have, you know, shows or um, groups or whatever. You can go do these things, but from a women's standpoint or the people who support those women. So more, it's not... Just more women focused. Yeah, exactly. Not only women, but maybe more focused. Then. Exactly. Okay. Um, to, and highlighting their stories. And Love one that. of the things that I found really fascinating when I started meeting some of these women is that we all have a deeply rooted story somehow in our connection to this so whether very it's, much oh, um, good, 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 yeah good, i mean good. whether it's a connection through a spouse or it's a connection through our fathers or whatever there's something there and it's emotional for many of us and it's very much founded in a passion or a heart and you know so i i felt like that needed to be shared mm -hmm. but also i mean there's a little bit of a stigma you know that that kind of goes with that that i wanted to shake and go like no women can be involved in this and be really good at it yeah. and that shouldn't be surprising it should be normal and so i want to tell those stories in a way that helps to normalize women being in this industry um i don't want it to stand out so much as right. just fit in fit in yeah, yeah. Exactly. i think you found a pocket i think you're going to be fine i'm well, excited so but you're going to make video you're doing you're already mm -hmm. making videos there's, there's going to yeah. be some profiles yep. um you're going to be raising awareness it sounds like yes. will there actually be events in the future or that's yeah. just there will Down be. the road. We're going to do drives. We're going to do um, some kind of uh, holiday gala kind of thing that we want to do that's charity-based. Um, we're going to have chapters. I have a few people all over the United States already awesome. who are, like, getting ready to kind of launch their own chapters of Women in Porsche. That's great. Um, so it's going to be... franchise out there. That's a great Yeah. Thing. Great yeah. Because as much as I love it and it's my baby, I want other people to feel like it's theirs and they can own it and be a part of it. That's just it. You're You're here. Yeah, you're here, and this can be the hub, and it can yep. be the original cars and coffee or whatever. Yep. But then you gotta you gotta grow. Get you it gotta to let the it be there. If it's gonna be truly about telling the stories of all the women in Porsche, then it needs to be out there. Yeah. It needs to be universal wherever where they all are. Um, I've got a, a woman that will eventually be on the show who's in Italy, and she's a mechanic who works on Porsches. And nice, we got to talk about her. Love you it. know, so we got to get out there and do that. So what is your plan? Is it YouTube now or is it going to be a podcast or what? How, how, um, what's your and I don't mean to get ahead if you're no, not no, sure. It's yet. OK. We're going to do YouTube and um, IGTV for right now. Kind of focus on those two platforms. Yep. Um, maybe podcast down the line. I haven't quite decided on that. But right now we're going to stick to those two formats. We're Can I just do... say I think that you should 
at yeah. some point when you get a chance. Not yeah. not because I, I, I you're very well spoken. Oh, you're very you. well put together. You, you you have a voice that I would listen to, and I feel that other people would also. Thank you. So I appreciate I think, that. Yeah, I, I would I would at least consider it. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely I am. I, I think that it would be really neat to have a talk show that's centered around those kind of things mm-hmm. and um, have some of these other girls or on just there. just one that's based at your and, shop. It's so easy yeah. for you to do yeah. that it becomes fun and then it's a creative release for you as yeah. well and it makes the rest of the job more fun. You know what I mean? It's one of those. Oh, it does. We're I still working, but that. we're having more fun with it because we're working at stuff we love doing and it's more fun. Yes. Yeah. And I that's exactly, I think in the last couple of years, I feel like I've arrived I guess you could Good say. Good for you. It's like, yeah. all right, I'm doing something that I'm comfortable in, that I love. It's a marriage of all of my passions, and it's um, it's just been really neat. It's been really fun to sort of culminate in something that I feel like I'm really proud of. It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. It's the best place to be in life. It Are you is, kidding? It's exciting. I've sure. arrived. I mean, that's amazing. When you find <laughs> yourself... Uh, you mentioned your other interests. What are they? And then can we talk about what you used to yeah. do? Because I know you used to work at Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks for <laughs> a very long time. Very long time. That's not what college. I meant. Um, that was it. That's all I did. Um, no, actually, I went from Starbucks out to uh, Las Vegas. And I am a musical theater trained performer who I performed on the strip for seven years. So I came up through musical theater. So you were... At what point? Are you a show girl? Are you in the chorus? Are you lead lady? What I what am, kind of stuff? I'm leading lady. I was out there doing, yeah, I did uh, regional credits for um, Les Mis. I was Fontaine in Les Mis. I did, um, you know, a couple other bigger roles. How old were you when like you did that? Because so, she's a young girl, right? Eponine is the young girl. Fontaine oh, you're right. Fontaine is the, right. the mom who died really dramatic death. And like, you I know, she's it. the I whore. got it. I confused yeah. the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. So, you know, I... Uh, it was great, but it was. It That's was incredible, beautiful. though. I, yeah. I came up through musical theater as well, but local, like local yeah. children's theater, summer stock, all of the local stuff, mm-hmm. and then we would just go see Broadway shows all the time. I, I mean, I did all of those things, and then moved on to doing Vegas. stuff in Vegas. Yeah, and I wow. was there. I worked in major casinos and did you know big shows, little shows. Why are you not doing shows. that anymore? What did you stop enjoying it at some point? No, I still actually really love it, and I'm actually launching my own theater company out here. <laughs> Because I'm crazy and don't have enough. I'm like, you on should my... think about a podcast. Because <laughs> I don't have enough to do as it is, right? Oh my goodness um, gracious! You don't sleep much. No, no, but I also know how to. I know how to make other people work for me. So I just had a weird. I'm looking at you right now, and I've never met you till today. But I just had a weird thing where you looked like somebody famous, and I realized it's somebody famous also with the last name Esposito. You're not in any relation to Jennifer Esposito. No, but I've heard that. Yeah. But I didn't think it any. At all, until just a second ago. I didn't even remember she existed until just a second ago, and then you did look like her. No relation. I see nope. okay, No okay. relation. Well, she's very pretty. Espositos are, it means little deposit, which was orphans. I didn't want to come right out and say it. <laughs> right? They're orphans. So we don't know where we came from. Like, Espositos have no idea where we came from. So we all are technically related. Well, that's amazing. But we're not. Okay. So, yeah, kind of a weird. Aren't we all? Right? <laughs> It's kind of amazing. I don't know. I don't know. You're fascinating me more and more each time. I was, well, I was a Vegas leading lady and doing Les Mis and stuff. <laughs> I knew I run my dad's nothing car other thing. than Instagram and a little bit. Where of did Starbucks fit into that? Was that yeah. when you were young? Starbucks. Yeah, I was. I actually started at Starbucks when I was 18. So oh, I worked, okay. I worked so that's Starbucks the kid job. All the way. Well, and then I, my first management job came through Starbucks. So I I grew into it and became a store manager, area manager. This is here in L.A. At Pasadena. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is the store still there? Yeah. Do you ever go in there and be like, you know, in my day? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This used to be a buck (laughs) fifty. It was, though. It was a dollar fifty. 
can't believe it now. I'm like, 325. Are you That's crazy? An old lady, you know. Rip off. Like, Never mind, I'll make it myself. I, yeah, there have been times where I'm like, if you just let me back there, I can make this better. I'll, yeah. leave. I'll get in and out of your way real quick. It's fine. I'll show you a little thing about quality control, too, while we're at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Um, no, I, I got laid off from Starbucks during the 2008-2009, you know, like, stock market crash. Um, so they laid all of us off and so that's when you that's decided to get into I, acting and went to Vegas yeah kinda. I don't I mean that's yeah. amazing to me so are you just forgive me this uh-huh. is kind of a weird question but it's been asked of me before are you just one of those people who's naturally gifted and you're just kind of like good at whatever you put your energy towards yeah okay good for you good for you for knowing that good for you for admitting it I'm um, you make it I'm look one of easy these right people who doesn't I don't believe that I can't oh my I just goodness go, gracious. make it it work like if you if you work hard enough at something then you can do it and i i know my limitations i know when i need to get somebody else involved or have help and support but i think that's also a skill and um but i i have definitely done my fair share of like fake it till you make it you know or somebody will go like can you do this and i'm like yeah Sure. I got Of course that. I do. I'm <laughs> an actress. I, and then I figure it out, you know. Yeah, so. That's the best way right. anything gets done. But yeah, I mean, I, I with the the tools, I guess, that are in my larder, so to speak, you know, it, it it works itself out into a lot of different arenas. I think that the acting plays into sales and management and leadership. And I think that it, you know, allows for you to kind of put on a, a thick skin. Um, I think that it all sort of intertwines. Well, if anything, it teaches you how to play a role and then stick with that role and commit to it, right? Because I was thinking to myself, if anything, it would maybe help you... um, you're a, you have to be a people person. Yeah. Like you're doing a, a job where you're selling car work yeah. and all this stuff, but you're really in uh, interacting sales, with people yeah. type business. I, I just, I wonder, how about this? If you didn't go into, the, if you didn't end up in Porsche right mm-hmm. now, if, if that wasn't the family business, if you didn't go into that, what would you have done? Like what would, what else would you do? You're, well, you're I, so all over the place. I was simultaneously with doing theater in, in Vegas because I wanted to only do passion projects. I didn't want to be like a, a spokesmodel or, yeah. you know, standing at a trade show kind of like. The new you know, Alante. I didn't want to do that. Right. And that's what a lot of girls <laughs> have to do to make money. That was the option to be in the car space yeah. at one point. It, it was Stand like, there and look pretty and yeah. point at a car. That was pretty much it. And I've seen showgirls, and even that leads to other things sometimes that you don't want to get yeah, involved in. Yeah, you just in. don't want to get into that. And yeah. that was really, it was like, if in order to do all these great projects, but pay your bills, you have to do both. Supplement. So I didn't want to do that. And I opted to stick with retail sales management. And I was like high-end up in, you know, high-end retail kind of stuff. And so I oversaw markets and districts and things like that. And um, that was where, like, my business background came into play with coming in to work for my dad is that I managed all these multi-million dollar businesses and then came over here. Um, I always did that so that I could just do passion projects from a performance standpoint so that I was only doing the work that I felt really excited about. Almost not dissimilar to Jay Leno of like always have two jobs and Mm -hmm. then one has this purpose and one has this purpose. One's passive income and you just rake it right. in and then the other one's like what you'd like to do exactly yeah, i wouldn't call it passive but yeah i do understand your yeah, point not for leno i guess right <laughs> or you i'm saying you're you're putting in the effort and all these things it's, oh, there's it's, no passive yeah so, nothing passive about that it's but like so much the work. standard yeah yeah exactly one is is your kind of bread and butter you mm-hmm. know and then the other one is your passion work and that was really what i, I said is that what keeps you balanced yeah 
A yeah. lot of people don't find that. You they don't have, have their have, creative yeah. outlet. And Instagram's helping me, you know, because you get to take a pretty picture or do, do whatever the heck. And so is yep. doing this little project, obviously. Yeah. It's become Instagram our livelihood. Huge. <laughs> um, and being able to be a part of that in and of itself is huge. I, being on stage is so different than being on film because it's, you're hidden in a way. You have like the the break of the stage and you can't really see out into the audience well there's a separation it's the curtain you're describing it yeah front of house and back of house there is a division and i liked that because i felt like i could go on stage be you know a performer be somebody else and never have to look into the eyes of an audience member doing film and putting myself into these um you know these videos that i'm doing right now is very outside of my comfort zone and you're being yourself yeah you're not a character correct yeah so i feel a little bit odd and there definitely has been this um need for me to kind of embrace the fact that people are okay seeing me and they what do you mean by that like that i don't like putting myself out there oh yeah but that's because you, none of us do we yeah. she doesn't like her voice i don't like my it's awful i can't stand everything i say yeah. i mean you just <laughs> i think if you have any ounce of humility you know and you just don't you're like nah you know somebody else do it but yeah. i i but you're quite good at it do you see that part are you able to see that or are you too critical? No, I try I try to see it. I try to go, okay, it's it's there. It's a talent. You're the right so, person to be doing what you're doing is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I mean I think that that's what I'm trying to lean on a little bit and I I look at like the logistics and I go, Okay, well the posts of me talking get a lot more play and then the ones of me just posting a car don't, so it's like Because you're letting okay, them in. Yeah. It's yeah, we the le- human side of it. We learned the same thing and it was kinda of weird because you don't you don't want to, especially when you're working towards something like this, where this yeah. was the goal or whatever. And it's like, well, you want to have that curtain. You want to have yeah. the show and then your life. That people Those days are gone. You. These days, yeah. people want to know every little bit. So then yep. we started doing the, oh, walk into the set, walk out of it and all that stuff. And then it was like, oh, yeah, we like that more. Yeah. Oh, people okay. start to really relate to you as a human being. and When they I see you're not that perfect, right? Yes. Well, certainly for the women in Porsche thing, like you're pulling the veil back on the relationships that that women have with people that like cars sometimes. Like that's a deep, intimate conversation that you get to have. And so if people don't know you, that doesn't mean any as much, you know? So you're doing a really good thing. Thank you. Whatever it means. No, I appreciate that 100%. I mean, it's it's important for me to know that we're sort of hitting the nail on the head, you know, because it is all navigating uncharted waters right now. So it's a little You're sm- bit You sound smart enough to know that, like, something has to get done. Like, who's the right person for it? Sometimes it's you. You yeah. know. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's... It's, it's why you it's get so much finding, done. <laughs> yeah. It's in finding the right women to kind of partner with, too. And we selected this first panel of women this last time that we did our filming. Um, it was unbelievable how it all sort of fell into place but how now everybody has this really tight camaraderie and they're all excited to be a part of this and be whipsters and (laughs) you know it's it's going to be really fun can we talk about some of the people that we're going to see soon Uh, who who have you chosen already or who have you who's Um, in your well i you guys instagram wise def sushi Mylani, Rachel, goes by both. We just heard about Dev Sushi for the first time the other day from yeah. G.I. Jen at the PEC uh-huh. on Monday. Now we hear about it again. Yeah, so this is, <laughs> she knew? Or, okay. So she's, I mean, I would say, like, you guys, you know Brittany Leister, and so she's kind yeah. of in that same Which she's been category. here, actually. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of in that same ballpark. She goes to all the shows, and but 
but she has her own cars and she has, oh. you know, we're actually going to build her 912. So we're going to cool. work on that together. On 912 today. What a great announcement. Well yes, done. Yes, exactly. Um, so we, she was on my panel. Um, Andy from Porsche, California. So she is. Is her name Andy? Yes. <sighs> I didn't know that. She's so nice. We're yes. friends on the thing. In fact, she just ordered a California badge to match ours. Cause, oh, cool. Cause the whole California thing. Yeah. Uh, she's so nice. She's and ridiculously sweet. Is she in some way connected with Samuel, yes. Samuel from Beverly Hills? They're together. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. social media, they certainly seem to be, but yeah. you, you can't. They definitely cross-pollinate a lot, yes. um, but they, they, they are together. Yes. Okay. So yeah. you've had her. She's very nice. Yep. That's great. Yep. And then um, if you know the egg you've ever seen the it's a it's Catherine and the egg oh Catherine uh, yeah, uh she comes up to breakfast club every uh-huh. once in a while yep What's her so last she name? uh oh her video is playing goodness. at the PEC I'm drawing a blank on her last name me right too now. but she's um, got the old 356 she has the, old the white 356 that looks like an egg so she was there and then um newcomer to me is Vanita who will be at Zuffenhausen in a couple weeks is this and, Carlos's you know, wife Vanina by so, any chance no Vanita Vanita V-I-N-I-T-A oh okay yeah and so she's I guess going to do some filming and stuff at, at Zuffenhausen in a couple weeks and so cool. I had her come in and um, so that was kind of my my start and did you do it just in the shop did you set mm-hmm. up I mean just two chairs and some lights or how did you what was yeah, the setup yeah we I mean the shop my lobby is is designed I designed it around um mid-century modern so i wanted it to very much look oh, like I the cars that, that we work much. on yes right? yes so You're saying I all the right these, things <laughs> <laughs> i have these great like orange chairs and we used those and i've got this this wall that kind of goes along the back of the the lobby that has all kind of old Porsche porsche parts and stuff like you, that on so it, you already so. have a set you've created your lobby created as a set, set already yeah. and then you can just use that we use it oh, yeah great and then i have my office that's very bright and it's like the one office in the shop that's white and has lots of light and stuff like that. And so we use that for our panel discussion where we have couches and things like that in there. So a couple different options. But it sounds fun. It's really neat. It's it's really fun. Some people have posted pictures of it on Instagram already of us like sitting in the little chairs. Oh, I have to look um, for that. So it's, it's really cool. And my videographer is just phenomenal. So I'm just really excited to have the team that I have. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is truly amazing. It's all just come from... The connections. I mean, God bless Instagram. But you're like right there right now, the <laughs> nucleus. I mean, you're, that's it. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm just, I don't know, I'm riding the wave. Good for you. I think it's going to be really fun and I just can't wait to see what comes of it. So Fantastic. Same. Well, yeah. what is what is coming up? We should do a billboard. Let's see, how do people get in touch with you? All of that stuff. Yeah, well. And then social media and everything. At Women in Porsche. Straight up, just Women in Porsche. And women then, um, Espo.Porsche is for kind of our for the shop. All right. um, so if you want a car done, that's where we go. <laughs> <laughs> Although people are calling me now. It's really weird how this is happening. Um, but yeah, Women in Porsche specifically is really my heart song right now. So okay. that's kind of what's growing. Um, we are shooting. And then there'll be a YouTube channel, which is also Women also in Porsche. Same thing, Women in Porsche. Beautiful. It's already there. So people can kind of go subscribe already. But Oh, um, good. We'll do yeah. that. Because yeah, once there. you get a thousand subscribers, then you can unlock a bunch of other stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we definitely need that support. Um, and we will start uploading all of the rest of those videos pretty soon. We're going to do tech sessions as well. So we're going to do a series of the interviews, but also me teaching about things that have to do with restoration and builds and things like that. Very That's cool. smart. That's yeah. very cool. It'll, It'll keep you occupied all those hours you're not sleeping. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See? It was all there for a reason. 
Uh, how do you feel about this? Did you? Did are you okay? You're comfortable? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. I was gonna say yeah. you're doing a bunch of these your own now, so it's different to be on the side of it, but it's fun. Go what do you think of what we do here in our little tiny place? Can you believe it? <laughs> I a little love miniature it. talk show. This is great. It's fun, right? It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. I We're mean, it's just it's it's exciting to see people doing what they love. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew it was possible? Just follow your dreams, folks. That's it. I think that's the key, right? I mean, we're all a testament to that now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Coming up this weekend, you are going to be at PCALA Concourse, on which Sunday. is at the airport of uh, the Museum, Museum of, Flying of Flying at the Santa Monica Airport. Yeah. It was always one of our favorite events. I'm kind of bummed that we're not. <laughs> yeah. It's really neat, but it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be really uh, fun. We're not taking. We're not entering a car this year, but okay. we have, we're have we a sponsor this year. So we're going to be there for a booth, and I'll have my Women in Porsche stuff out there now. I have buttons and stickers. And Ooh. I was talking to Stan. Uh, do you know Stan? Uh-huh. Stan Kaplan? He's, yeah. um, we probably all share Stan in some way or another. He's fantastic in the community. Uh, we were talking to him just yesterday about it, and he was like, yeah, it's this weekend. Thanks for your coming, right? And I was like, oh, uh, guess what? <laughs> we didn't make the cool kids list on that one this year. Uh, we'll be at this other stuff. Are there's so much stuff in L.A. You're a uh-huh. good person to ask because you've probably experienced it for so long. Yeah. There are so many things in L.A. to do at all times car related. Yeah. There just are. SoCal car culture is everywhere. How on earth do you decide what to go to, when, where, how do you pick? Because we've, we've had to come up with a system, and that's why I'm asking. Yeah. And if there's another one, I'd love to know if there's a better way to do it. <laughs> no, I mean, because for me, it's twofold. I... I obviously have health things that I have to balance in my life. So I try to pick we the things talk about that, that. No, we didn't get there. Um, that I only work one every other Saturday. So if an event falls on a weekend that I'm working, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then I won't. Good for so you. I balance my life that way a little bit. Um, so everybody just comes up with a system that works yeah. for them. Is yeah. that all it is? You We've been doing the whole, we just, that. well, we're, we'll only go to the ones we're invited to because yeah. we get invited to so many things. Would yeah. you please come to this? And it's not like a paid appearance or anything like that. But people, how about this? Just like anybody, we want to go where we're wanted. Right. <laughs> so of we course. go to the places that we're invited. And then when somebody's like, well, yeah. how come you weren't at the thing? And it's like, well, you did, we are you very vocal about to. how this works. Yeah, yeah, we would have loved to have been there. But they asked us to go to this other thing yeah. three weeks ago. and I think, honestly, we fall into that, too. Okay. I don't go to things... I don't solicit it. It's like if somebody asks me to come in and join them, then I will. Um, we're just all so busy that it's like I can't constantly be at all of these events. That's so that too. if they want me to be involved in both of these events in the next couple of weeks they've asked, um, then I'll go. I'll yeah. definitely be there and be a presence. That's but awesome. Otherwise... It seems like you you're know. comfortable about it, though, because I still am in the place where, like, I'll feel bad about this one or, I'll, you know, I'll want to do that, but yeah. we can't because we're doing this. You know, and it's still in that... My whole my whole career, I've been a, a big proponent of work-life balance and mm. how you have to find that in order to be your best self. And uh, if you push yourself to be at everything all the time, you're never going to be at your best capacity. So no I just I allow for it to be okay. Keep spreading that message. How, how, <laughs> without getting into it too heavily, how are you health-wise? You look fantastic. You seem fantastic. Thank you. But like we put her, on a good her, mask. Shit, her yeah. shit's invisible. Yeah, yep, so. same thing. What is it that you suffer from? Um, I have Lyme disease. So I have, yeah, I was diagnosed about three and a half, four years ago now, but I've had it for over 10. Mm. Um, Constant battle of not knowing what was wrong. Energy. You know, 
It's head to toe. It sucks yeah. the life out of you in every way. Um, Do you have flare-ups? Is it worse sometimes, like Mrs. Ryan? Yeah, we okay. were just talking about this—the the barometric pressure thing and yeah. the weather—and yeah, it all affects you. And um, there are days where I'm just down for the count and can't function. And physical, mental, both—you get of the it. fog and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, brain same. fog. It's all, it's all it's so similar. It's actually very similar. Um, part of why I connected is because. Lyme is considered the great mimicker, and one of the things that it mimics is MS. Mm. Yeah. So we have very similar symptoms. They're um, both awful to diagnose because you ha- yes. they're both you almost have to weed everything else. Out, ironically, you do. Weed, process of elimination disease is what I call it because yeah. like it's literally what they go to when it used to be lupus. Yeah. <laughs> no Sarco- lupus. Sarcoidosis. <laughs> and it's like uh, yeah, it's just what exactly. people tell you you have when they yeah. can't figure out anything else because yeah. they're like you have all these things that all go together and it's very similar to yeah. Lyme disease there's a lot of crossover that people misdiagnose all the time constantly I mean I was told I had my, my favorite was just chronic pain disorder it's like, mm. what does yeah. that even what mean? does that mean wow. <laughs> what is that then um, I was thrown into the fibromyalgia bucket oh so yeah I, I got like, thrown hey, into that, that I got thrown you. into that for a minute <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I was like, if job. it's that, I can fix it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that's exactly. what it is, I can fix it. Like, just that's a switch right there. Yeah. Um, and then I uh, got told a lot of it was psychological, and that was really frustrating. Yeah, that'll do you it. You know, yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. Nobody wants to live like this. Um, that's so the I, worst. Yeah. That was hard. And then I finally got a doctor who was like, if it looks like a duck and it talks like a duck, <laughs> it might be a duck. And uh, he was from the East Coast, and so he was like, let's just... That's the first thing they check eventually. Exactly. After the 80s when nobody knew what it was, then the first thing they're like, you're in some tall grass? Yeah. It's a deer tick, and you got the Lyme disease. Well, and nobody had asked me if I'd been traveling. And I'd been in Missouri, literally in the back roads of like, you know, and Mm. I was down in, I've got pictures of me down in the middle of like this canyon ravine thing, you know? That's it. Um, and then I'd also been up in the Sequoias camping. That's it, too. So I was like, yeah. How didn't you get Lyme? I mean, of course. <laughs> right? Of Pick course. Twos. It's Either everywhere. one of those would have been totally appropriate places, but nobody ever asked me. Mm. Nobody said, like, were you traveling? Did you do anything? Yeah. So I'd never put the pieces together until finally, seven and a half years in, this guy was like, hey. <laughs> I don't want to open this can of worms too much because we, we are really late at this point, but you did just say something that is exactly what we feel. Do you feel that um, there... Oh God, it's it's too big. It's too big. It's too big. But we felt that there was a bit of a runaround when it came mm-hmm. to the, the the whole medicinal uh, medical pra- oh, yeah. how it all worked. And then we found that the weakest link was generally the doctor at every Always. place we went to. Always. That was the weakest link in all of the things because I was the common denominator. So I had been studying everything. Yep. And then you go to all these yeah. individual little specialists who don't know shit. They do about their thing, but not about you. No, and they don't take the time to know you. Right. You're just another you know, cog in the wheel. At it's that point. A, a percentage point. Um, I found that the best that I could get was going to a PA or a nurse, mm-hmm. somebody who was, somebody you with know, compassion. a little bit more time, pays a attention bit more and takes that time. That's their job. Mm-hmm. But yep. someone with a bedside manner. Yeah. None of the doctors had it. No. None of the specialists had it. No, I was just, I, I would say equivalently, I probably spent a total of a couple of hours with doctors over the last 10 years. Whereas I've had more time with, the bedside manner yeah. people, you yeah. know, um, and the communities. I mean, I'm on groups and things like that, and that's where I get all my knowledge. It's very interesting. We ended up practically abandoning it completely. I don't. Be- I don't do traditional medicine really. Neither anymore. do we. We we ended up going into every other path. Yep. From holistic to you know Schwahili oh, yeah. stuff, just you know oh, mystical yeah. beliefs. I believe in so many things now that I didn't. Isn't that before. wild? Just because you have to start opening your mind up to, you know, um, 
Once you see the old models broken, you're like, what? Lunar pulls and, you know, like if the stars align and stuff like that, I can tell. I'm like, oh, yeah, full moon. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. You know, it's you really start to realize how interconnected we are physically to everything else. But did you ever see that movie Phenomenon with uh, John Travolta way back when? I'm telling you, I always I'm convinced I'm like, one day there's going to be a brain tumor and I'm going to be dead because I feel like I'm connected to all. I feel like I could predict an earthquake and, you know, not not literally, not really. But I mean, you feel connected to weird things. You do. You start. But it's also, I think, becoming more in tune with your body. You have to. When you're not healthy, you have to start learning to listen to your body. Yeah, that's the most important Nobody else is going to do it for you. Exactly. So you just you just learn. Yeah. Good for you. You've good got such you. a good head on your shoulders. I'm so impressed. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been really I'm glad you're really sharing fun. it because I didn't know any of this stuff. So I'm really glad that you're making an outlet to share that information because yeah. it sounds so simple. Pay attention. Know what your body does. Yeah. But like you don't know that as a person sometimes and like no. doctors don't know you either. So yeah, I'm glad that you're putting that out. Yeah, there. they don't, and then they they tend to sort of lump you into a bucket, and you have to be your advocate. You know, yeah. if you if you don't advocate for yourself and for what you believe is true or right, nobody else will. Yeah. So. Goodness gracious! Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a great way to leave it. <laughs> now I'll ask again. How do you feel? <laughs> I'll talk to you forever another time. <laughs> I know. We'll just have a whole other show on health. Exactly. We could, well, please come back anytime you of want. Course. That's the other I'm, thing. I'm now here, we're, yeah. especially now that you're going to launch your show and the whole bit, I mean, we're going to yeah. be like sister, sh- sister yeah. shows. <laughs> That's a term, but I didn't mean it that way. But, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. I know. I'm so excited. Uh, let's see. Mrs. Ryan, we got your social media. We did the appearances and everything else. Uh, tomorrow, Mrs. Ryan, what's happening? Oh, tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's Friday. Friday. So breakfast club for us. And, um, oh, and. tomorrow is friday the 13th so we'll take care of that right now (laughs) i'm not gonna really take care of that full moon tomorrow imagine wearing that at the breakfast club um let's see so we've got that tomorrow and then uh, saturday mrs ryan we've got pelican parts in the morning so seven to nine and then we've got the rare shades two or three i don't know what but rare shades which is the triple zero and the 914 event over at the a and d museum that's yeah, in the I'm afternoon. Try to go to that. Oh, good. I'm yeah. Trying. We'll see. Good. Well, we'll hope to see you we'll there. See. Well, that's in the afternoon. It should be easier, right? Yeah. Is that a Saturday that you are well, working or not working? It, it's not supposed to. Ah, be. got it. But I'm filming B-roll on Saturday. So oh, you're good. already. Oh, God. <laughs> the whole system's crumbling. She seemed so put together five minutes ago. Uh, let's see. And then Sunday we've got. Uh, well, we've not got the Porsche uh, uh, Club of Los Angeles, uh, whatever you that know, is. You know, but I'll, I'll go to that one for you. Well, we may try to... Here's the thing. I said to... This is... I don't want to think there's bad blood, but I said to Stan, I said, oh, that's... I, we would love to... Uh, we didn't register, but we'll stop by to show yeah. support. And then I, I said, let me go click to the thing, and I'm looking at the whole thing, because, of course, we want to if we can. And then uh, 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 I saw it was like, oh, but there's no... There's... Whatever it is, you'd have to park off-site and, and walk in, and we literally nope. can't do that. Can't, we literally can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you let me know, because I can probably get you in that one. No, really. If you're Just serious, I will have her text yes, you, and because absolutely. we we would love to show our support. Yeah. We 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 were members of that club. No, we gotta. I mean, that's that's no reason to not be there. We just need to help each other out with that one. So. We'll make that happen. Well, then maybe we'll see you there. But otherwise, there's lots of stuff going on this weekend. And we've got something going on that evening with Ray Schaefer and... Uh, Pete Stout. Pete Stout. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what that is, though, but you have the details. There's something else going on Sunday evening. You'll probably see you there, too, I guess. Not Sunday evening. I'll have to, I think I'll be in bed by Sunday All right. evening. <laughs> All right. I think that's it, right? Yeah. This has been the longest goodbyes ever. Is Mrs. Ryan, I Calendar? Lo- oh, well, the Dave watch? Well, there's nothing new, right? No, just another... You're right. She's right. We have to do it. You're exactly right, Mrs. Ryan. Thank you.
catching me. Lorena, I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, but you got to get back to work. This has been fantastic <laughs> reprieve for me. All right. This ex denotes that David Letterman is not sitting here today and that this pretty lady is instead. Uh, tomorrow's Friday the 13th. has nothing to do with Dave Watch. But <laughs> come to Breakfast Club and see if I wear that mask. That'll be an interesting ride up. Sir, do you so know why I pulled you over? <laughs> <laughs> oh my I can't even imagine alright Mrs. Ryan I love you so very much Lorena we love you so yeah, very much thank, thank you, you for very having me for it's really here. been an honor thank you uh, everybody at home we love you so very much thank you very much for watching uh, have a great weekend hopefully to see you at some of the events otherwise mm-hmm. see you next week oh gosh shit see you next week with a special <laughs> episode on Monday we have a Monday special 916 Pete Stout and Ray Schaefer will be here in these two chairs to discuss the 914 the Rare Shades and all the other weekend Porsche activity great. there we go All right. Love everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.